Hello and welcome to the Soulful Self Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Cora. This podcast is a resource for all spiritual beings to grow personally, heal emotionally, and align with our highest spiritual involvement, no matter what this human experience throws our way. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Soulful Self Podcast. I am your host, Chelsea Cora, and I want every single person listening to this podcast right now to know that you are so incredibly powerful, you are so capable, so beautiful, and so loved. All of these things are inherently the truth about you, and yet, if you want the world to experience you this way, then you have got to start experiencing yourself this way. And if you're already experiencing yourself this way, then I want to congratulate you so much because that is absolutely phenomenal. We have an amazing episode planned for today, and I would love to kick things off with a quote by the famed author Florence Scovel Shin. She is the author of the book, The Game of Life and How to Play It. And this is not exactly what the episode is about. It's not about her book, but it is about the game of life and how to play it. But from my own perspective, from the experiences that I have acquired throughout my journey in this life and understanding it as a game with structure and a set of rules that were actually never given to us that we have to wake up to and find on our own through incredible tools like this book that Florence Scovelshin wrote. But the quote for today is from her book and it states, where there is an effect, there is always a cause. There is no such thing as chance. And this is interesting because it's like she's going backwards. She says, where there is an effect, there is always a cause. Because we know about cause and effect, right? There's always a cause that creates an effect. And what she's saying is that you can trace your steps backwards. You can look at all of the effects that are currently taking place in the world, in your world, in your own personal reality. And you can say, okay, what caused this? What is it about my thinking, my subconscious belief systems, my energy that created all of the outcomes that I am currently experiencing in my life? And this is powerful because what it alludes to is something known as the causal plane, which is the plane in which everything is birthed before it actually comes through into this physical reality. It's like the incubation phase. And those are our thoughts and our beliefs and our deep expectations about what the world is, how it works. That's where creativity and ingenuity and innovativeness exists within the causal plane. And that's also where doubt and fear can exist as well. It doesn't really matter the particular flavor of the frequency Everything that we subscribe to, that we believe will happen, is taking place in the causal plane. And as conscious creators of our own reality, we have the power to adjust, to change 
what kind of energy is being cultivated in the causal plane of our own individual lives and of our collective lives. And this, in essence, is getting into what the podcast is about today. The game of life can be paraphrased like this. Love yourself like it is your job, and the rest will fall into place. This is something that came through me to be shared recently, and I made a post on Instagram that says exactly that. And it was really an interesting experience to uh, just allow this really simple yet potent message to move through me because I observed that this is not a slogan or a mantra that I would ever come up with on my own because to be quite honest, I think it sounds kind of corny. Love yourself like it's your job. Like, it just sounds like super new agey, super corny. I don't even know how to explain it, but it's not something that I would necessarily come up with. And I was very aware of that, but I felt it on such a visceral level to be true. And I know that it's true that I shared it anyways. I said, okay, this I'm not sharing this because it's my opinion. It's clearly not. I'm sharing it because it is true. That's what this whole quote-unquote game of life is really all about. Love is at the root of everything that we have ever wanted to achieve, experience, or have. The successful career, the material possessions, the status, the relationship, all of these things that we want. The reason why we really want these things is because we believe that they will bring more love into our lives. Love is the highest frequency. I'm not talking about love as a situational, conditional, circumstantial, relational experience. I am talking about love as in the cosmic life force that is at the truth of who any of us are. I'm talking about love as God, as the universe. So when we seek these things outside of ourselves because we think that they're going to make us happy, we think that they're going to create abundance in our lives, what is even deeper than that is we are looking for love. We're looking for that higher frequency that maybe we're not even an energetic match to. Because when we... We want these higher frequencies, but if we don't know how to handle them, if we've never been exposed to them, some people have really been in this lifetime never really knowing what actual love feels like. And when they catch a glimpse of it, it can feel so foreign and so uncomfortable that it becomes threatening It's so unnatural to the frequency that they have been vibrating at ever since they got packed on with the layers of conditioning and societal baggage that comes with incarnating into this physical plane that they just don't know what love is and they want to stay away from it, whether consciously or subconsciously. And that goes back to the whole idea of the upper thermostat, right? It's like we have a thermostat setting within us that dictates how much joy and abundance and success and love we we will let into our lives. 
And whenever we start to raise our temperature, whenever we start to gain access or push ourselves into higher levels of those things, of love, joy, success, happiness, then that thermostat will kick on and bring us back down, right? If we're going up to 80, it's going to take us right back down to 75. And it comes out in the form of self-sabotage. So when it comes to the game of life, We have to discover the parts of ourselves that are not in harmony with love, which means the parts of ourselves that we are not willing to love. The consciousness is like an iceberg. I think anybody who's had a formal psychology class will recall that Sigmund Freud uses the imagery of an iceberg to articulate and understand how the conscious mind works relative to the subconscious and unconscious. And only the tip of the iceberg, like 5% of it, is above water. And that's the conscious level. So we think we're conscious and aware of so much, but we're only conscious and aware of a very small percentage. However, we can gain access to the layers that are underneath the water because there is a pathway. There are keys to that kingdom And the way that I have found it is through meditation. And this is a very popular way, although some people find it in different ways that are more somatic, perhaps, like doing breath work or different types of movement therapy. But for me, the way that has been the most revealing, that has helped me to really understand and see myself the most, has been through meditation, going into my subconscious through meditation and allowing my subconscious mind to communicate to me through images, through repressed memories, through my inner child speaking to me, my emotions speaking to me, my shadow parts, which are the parts of me that I have rejected and suppressed and not loved because I didn't want to identify with them because at some point in time in my life, I learned that it was undesirable or unsafe to identify with those parts that are inherently me, but I stuffed them down and I said, no, I'm not going, that's not me. I don't want to be that because it turns out that there are some kind of repercussions in my physical reality for being those things, for being the one who is smart all of the time for being the one who is extremely playful and silly. That person gets shut down by her older siblings. So I'm not going to step out into the world and show that part of myself, right? These are just like minor examples. And I'm using my own story as a universal story. This is actually everyone's story. The details might be different. The actual shadow shadow parts might be different. They might vary. They will vary from person to person, but the template is the same. Okay. We are all operating off of a very similar template when it comes to the ways that our psyches work and it manifests in very different ways, but it is constructed very similarly for each of us. So if we are all wanting progress in our lives. We are wanting to level up. We are wanting the things that we don't have. Although if we had them, we wouldn't want them, right? And that's a big trick too to the game of life 
is learning how to want the things that you have, being grateful, expressing gratitude, because gratitude is congruent and in harmony with love. And the more that you can create harmony and congruence with love in your life by expressing gratitude, by loving the parts of yourself that you previously have not loved, and any other example, going out in nature and actually building a relationship with her because we are all a part of nature. And it turns out that nature is actually just another part of us that we have somehow been conditioned to reject, suppress, and deny. When we start to align ourselves with love, that is when we become a genuinely magnetic force for all of life to move through. What does that even mean? A genuine magnetic force for all of life to move through. It means that life itself is love. And when we get out of the way and we allow love, when we allow life, when we allow the flow of divinity to move through us rather than Stopping it, blocking it with our fear, with our doubts, with our worry, with our needs and our attachments for things to be a certain way. When we allow our own uniqueness, our own authentic self to express itself freely, we are allowing the flow of life and love to move through us and it creates absolute magic in our lives. Because we all have a soul blueprint We all have a path. We all have a gift or many gifts. But when we're not loving our full selves, we're not giving ourselves the permission to step into those gifts, to carry out our soul blueprint. Because somewhere deep in our psyche, we've made the decision that it's not okay to do that. That doing that would make us weird or unlovable or not worthy or undesirable or any of the things. Aligning with love takes courage, it takes bravery, it takes willingness. Above anything else, it takes willingness to say, okay, I'm willing to face myself and I'm willing to love all of the parts of me that I have not loved. And if I don't know what love is, if I just genuinely don't know, it's becoming willing to find out. It's becoming willing to be uncomfortable. It's becoming willing to allow your awareness to open up layer by layer. There is a saying that God will never give you more than you can handle. And it's true. It's true with our healing as well. Teaspoon healing, that's what my mentor calls it, where we ha- we might have 95% of our iceberg, of our psyche underwater, so much subconscious baggage and parts of ourselves that we are scared to see and to look at that we are not aware of. But as we are ready to deal with those parts of ourselves, they will slowly begin to surface one by one. And we can practice loving ourselves more and more, aligning with the frequency of love. And that is really the game of life and how to play it. 
because there are tools that we can use. We can visualize things in the causal plane. We can meditate and we can literally change the fabric of our reality. I do it all the time. I'm not even playing. But if we, if we're not doing that, if we know about manifestation and we're super fascinated by it and it intrigues us and we are consuming information like this podcast or other podcasts or books or whatever, and we're like, wow, I really want to create my own reality because I don't really like the reality that I have. I want a different one. You know, I want to vibrate all these beautiful experiences and achievements and material things into my reality. But then if you don't take the time to actually sit down and meditate and actually feel into all of the things that you want and experience them before they get here, which is how manifestation works, the question becomes why? Why is it so hard for you to take five minutes out of your day and sit down and visualize something that you want to happen that day? If you actually knew that it was true, why wouldn't you do it? Well, it could be that subconsciously you're not convinced. Subconsciously, you don't actually believe that that's how you manifest your reality. And therefore, the reality that you are manifesting is a reality that is void of having actual control over your manifestation. That could be. Or it could also be that you're self-sabotaging, that your upper limit is in place that the thermostat has been set at 75 degrees and actually sitting down and meditating every day and visualizing your goals and having them magnetized to you, that would put you up to over 100 degrees. And your ego is trying to stay safe. Your ego doesn't like change. And your ego has probably been ignored and bulldozed and also not loved. And so your ego will do whatever it can to take the control back, including coming up with reasons to skip out on meditation, shifting your attention into another direction that will actually perpetuate the status quo in your life, and thus bringing that thermostat all the way back down to 75 degrees and keeping it there. So what does it mean? What does it actually look like? on a practical level, to love yourself like it is your job and to therefore be winning at, be successfully playing the game of life. Now, the answer to this beautiful question could look different from person to person. So it's really up to you to find out. And asking yourself that question is a great start. And what it could look like is asking yourself, an additional question, which is what would somebody who really loves themselves do in this situation, right? Would they berate themselves with negative self-talk? Would they engage in habits that are destructive to their health? Would they avoid responsibilities that will bring long-term success and achievement and trade them out for short-term pleasures that bring instant gratification, but actually harm you in the long run. If your whole life is about taking care of other people's needs, if your work is super stressful and you don't feel very supported there and they're always packing on more demands to you, if your home life is all about 
supporting other family members, taking care of kids, taking care of your partner's needs, then you have to really ask yourself, how am I going to prioritize me? Am I going to start going to sleep a little bit earlier so I can wake up before everybody else in the house gets up so I have time to meditate and engage in essential self-care and slowing down? Am I going to schedule a babysitter for a non-mandatory evening where I can stay at home and just be by myself or I can take myself out and go do something that is just for me? Because we have this mindset that only the things that are absolutely necessary which self-love and self-care don't typically get put in that category, are the things that we will schedule a babysitter for, are things that will take top priority on our schedule. But when we start to love ourselves, truly love ourselves, then we start to shift that. And what this has looked like for me is a complete 180 because I don't have kids yet. I don't have a partner right now, but there have been years of my life that my life was entirely about making things happen in the external world where my life was doing, constantly doing, never stopping, not getting enough sleep, not slowing down, meeting the next deadline, turning in the next assignment, trying to take the next training so that I could be closer to some illusory finish line that I thought was going to make me feel successful and happy and fulfilled and that I thought was going to bring more love into my life when all I ever really had to do was make the decision to love myself, to find my own source for all of the things that I was looking outside of me for. And when I started to come upon this realization, it was a process. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen in one year. It happened over a couple of years to get to where I am now, where I actually have a lot of leisure time in my schedule, where I'm honoring my natural cycles instead of constantly trying to override them with caffeine or with other activities, behaviors, substances. And it can be a work in progress. Sometimes I still do reach for the caffeine or some of the old coping mechanisms. And that's when I have the opportunity to gain awareness into my life that, oh, my ego wants to be in control. My ego is seeking comfort because I am expanding and quantum shifting and changing and growing and increasing my thermostat at an incredible rate because I am committed to doing my inner work. So... When I start reaching for those old patterns, I can become aware of it and I can love myself, not shame myself, not blame myself, not judge myself about doing those things, but saying, okay, where is the part of me that doesn't feel safe? Let me love on that part of myself. Let me accept that part of myself and let it know that I'm right here, that I'm listening, that I'm not going to make decisions without that part because I value all parts of myself. That right there is next level energy, next level mindset. Because as I have said before, the truest form of alchemy is unconditional love. The truest form of alchemy, of transformation, of change 
is simple, pure, unconditional love. Loving something or someone or ourselves exactly the way that it is, that they are, that we are. So I invite you to love yourself completely. To make the decision that that is important to you. To remember that there is a causal plane and everything that you do, think about, feel, read, listen to, watch has an effect on your consciousness and on the causal plane and therefore the effects that manifest in your reality. Every action has a reaction. And these actions might not be actual things that you are doing, but energies that you are engaging with, whether consciously or subconsciously. I hope that you feel inspired to reevaluate what am I spending my time on? Not because the construct of time is something that we need to uphold or be controlled by, but because what we spend our time on is another way of understanding where we are giving our energy to. My mentor always encourages me to reflect and analyze what is the return on my investment. If I'm spending my time creating a podcast, well, that really propels me to my ultimate goal of being a divine messenger and creating impact in the lives of others. So there is a huge return and investment on that. But if I am engaging in behaviors of self-sabotage, if I am upper limiting, if I am becoming re-mesmerized with places that I have been, people that I have outgrown, activities that no longer serve me, then there's a very low return on investment. But there's always some kind of return. That's the cause and the effect Where there is an effect, there is always a cause, there is no such thing as chance. So these are some very important reflections that I will leave you with this week. I hope that they inspired you in some way, moved you, made you think about something in a different light. If that is the case, I would be so honored for you to share this podcast with a friend, share it on social media, or rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening to it. And I love you so much. I'm so grateful to have you as a listener from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time consuming this podcast. It means the world to me. And I so look forward to speaking to you next week on the Soulful Self Podcast. Have an incredible day.